Yes! You know what that sound means! Back again! Welcome back to the AIM A Little Higher podcast with Kamal Ellis Hyman here and I'm joined today with Storm as always. Do you know what? You're always on cue with that beat drop to introduce yourself. <laughs> you feel like it's deliberate. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Want to do it properly. Oh man, I'm really liking that we finally, for those of you listening to the podcast, the, the journey this podcast has been on, um, I'm not going to do the maths on what episode we are on. I think we're on 50 something, I think. Um, sorry, it's done in post, not in advance, my bad. But this podcast started out with me, like years back, in the spare bedroom of mine and Liza's, like first place that we rented, um, with that white blue Yeti mic in the corner and nothing else. So now to be like at this point where the studio set up and stuff, it feels good. It feels like progress, which is awesome. So uh, welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome. It's nice to have a tune to have to hit the drops with. <laughs> Oh, how has your week been? My week, it's Wednesday. Yeah, exactly. My week's been fantastic. Got a lot of work done. Wednesday already? Yeah. Man. Yeah, there's a there's a lot in the pipeline with Aim a Little Higher, so very Seriously. exciting things. Seriously, like right now is so much planning and so much... I say planning, we're probably past the planning stage now. It's just like the implementation and execution of it. Yeah. Which is taking its time, mm-hmm. but... It will be so good when it's done, uh, especially like the shift in focus of actually it's not just about, hey, here's an individual person who does a really good speech. It's like, here's some really good programs that make a real genuine impact on your young people. Yeah. It feels good. It feels like it's about time. There's right? a lot of thought into our workshops this time around mm. with the rebranding and everything. So I think the kids are going to love it, really. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those where I'm like, I'm glad we're on the holiday. I'm, I, I needed it because... Mm-hmm. June, July was intense and we were all over the country on different days and it was beautiful. But I'm knackered and I was like, August, ah, breathe. But now we're in August, I'm like, we've got to do this, we've got to do this, we've got to do this. Like today we spent the time putting up this backdrop. We've got like artificial grass outside and we decided that artificial grass would look better on the wall than the brick. So I like it. I think it's really cool. Uh, You used some transferable skills to pull it off, didn't you? Yes, I did. For those who don't know, my first ever job, I think, was at Wix, the DIY store. So use my measuring and mathematics skills that I somehow acquired (laughs) to do that. How did you end up at Wix? Uh, They were hiring. Fair. (laughs) And I was like, I "I could do that. And you interview well? Yeah. I think I had a phone call interview first. Okay. And then the manager at the time was like, you know what, just come in. And I was like, okay. And then next thing I know, I was working at Wix. There you go. <laughs> thank you, thank you. It feels like it's like I'm a little bit late to the party if you're getting the job, but I'm glad we could celebrate it with you. Thank Fair you. play. So phone interview and then a in-person interview. Yeah. How do you find phone interviews? I really like them actually, because I feel like it's, it's the first contact you're having with someone, but because you're not face-to-face, mm. I think the pressure's not there. And you kind of have more time to think about what you're saying without someone staring at you from across the table waiting okay. for your response. Yeah, no, I understand that. What's your, what's your like, uh, what's your 
phone interview position if you know what I mean are you like a chilling out sitting down on the sofa are you walking around what's your what's your what's your stance I get really distracted if I'm not in front of somebody so (sighs) I have to be like ready to speak to someone in an interview so I can't like you know when you guys so if you don't know um when I'm at home I'm in my at home mode (laughs) and Kamal and Eliza will like video call me and stuff got my bonnet on like sat in bed I'm just chilling I'm like I'm here I'm present I'm doing the work but I'm gonna be comfy (laughs) so when it comes to phone interviews I have to like be in that mindset of okay this is an interview let's focus properly so I'm usually like Mm -hmm. set up at a desk or something but no it Mm -hmm. went well I think it was because the management at the time was quite like very chill okay so I think that's why it was easy for the conversation to flow. Fair, fair. I respect that. Um, sorry for the sound effects in the background. I know I said moving forward, my sound's going to be off. But my daughter is sending me gifts. Just gifts, gifts, gifts. Yeah. <laughs> I've closed my chair. <laughs> fair. But you like, so basically like your, your relaxed yeah. environment. Fair. I'm, I think I'm completely opposite. Oh, you're just straight in. On the phone. It. I'm like, I'm up. Normally I go into the garden. Or I'll go walk down the street. Oh, client. really? Yeah, yeah, Jamie, for client calls. I don't know Fair. why. As it feels like an interview every time a school's like, hey, tell us about your programs. So I'll normally be walking around outside. Sometimes I'll be stationary at the office, but it's very rare. Unless yeah. it's a video call, in which case. Yeah. I'm sitting down so you can see me walking around. Makes but sense. I might stand on the standing desk. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're a very stand up walkabout kind of person. <laughs> <laughs> you're never in one like place no longer than a minute ever that's that's probably a fair that's probably a fair statement yeah that's yeah. probably fair yeah <laughs> you're right <laughs> <laughs> and i don't even drink that much coffee imagine yeah you're on a decaf journey i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna lie Screen slipping. it's eliza's foot oh, so i was on my decaf right. journey decaf life was going good right and then Eliza got a Frappuccino. I got the same drink. And for some reason, she was like, come on, I'll taste mine because it tastes a bit weird. And let me taste yours. I don't know what decaf tastes like. So yeah. we switched over and I was like, oh. You're pulled right back into the trap. It's so much better. Yeah. I, I feel like decaf tried too hard to taste like coffee. That like it tastes more like coffee than coffee tastes like coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and it's very odd. So it's got like no disguise. No. Yeah, it's it it ruined it. So now I go and I've got this like dilemma every time I go, do I do I stick with a decaf thing or internal battles. Yeah. But it tastes so good, so I've gone back. But how much coffee's really in a frap? Not much. Do you know what I mean? Not much. That's my excuse. It's mostly just like milk. That's anything. That's my excuse. Um nut blend milk, by the way, if you're gonna go Starbucks, it's the best milk they have. Yeah, um, I've been converted. Yes. From like normal cow's milk to oat milk by the Aim and Ohio. <laughs> it's good though, right? It's very nice actually. That's what I mean. Slowly, one by one, one by one. Getting there. <laughs> oh dear. So we've got this thing of like the transferable skills you use today, which I just think it's amazing because it's so, it, on the cover, it seems so irrelevant. Working yeah. at Wix and then working at Aim and Ohio. Two completely different environments, two completely different goals, yet. The skills learned here have been useful over here. Extremely useful because it's now up on the wall. Yeah. In a way easier way than I was going to do it. Yeah. Because I was like, let's stick one big heavy piece on the wall and we'll just screw it in every corner. 
and you're like, no, no, what you do is you chop it here, and you, and you measure that, and you you yeah. got the, the the chalk drawing lines on the back, and <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, but to get that job, you have to do an interview, likewise with here. And I think when we hear the idea of like pitching, we assume it always is pitching like a business or in a professional sense. But actually, the examples you've given are pitching, but they're not to pitch a business. They're almost to well, they are to literally to pitch yourself. Yeah. Uh, do you, where did you learn about pitching? Where did you get the ability to be able to pitch yourself? I took drama in school. So ah. I, think, I think that's where it comes from. The standing in front of a stage and trying to present a character yeah. is where I kind of learned how to show characteristics through speech rather than like trying to just be animated. Mm. It was like, I've got a personality. How do I show that? I've got these skills as this character. How do I show that without saying... I have this skill. It's like you got to show it through your body language, okay. or you got to show it. Yeah, so I think that's when I first learned how to pitch something. Mm. I think it became harder to pitch myself as me because I'd never done that before, and it was like okay. I always thought pitching was like sales. Yeah, it kind of is in a way, but I always, yeah. when I imagined what a pitch was, it was like I've got this pen and I'm trying to sell it to you. How do <laughs> I, I do you. that? <laughs> that classic. Yeah, and it wasn't until later in life that I realised you pitch every time you meet somebody, every time you introduce yourself, you're pitching yourself to that person. Anytime mm. you're in a job interview, you're pitching yourself, and that's when it kind of made more sense to me that a pitch isn't always selling a product; it can just be introducing yourself. That's so true. That's so true. Like you're. You're almost selling that person on why you're worth talking to yeah. or what you've got to share. Why with we your should idea. be friends, why we should have this conversation, why you should hire me. Like all the time, mm. you're pitching yourself to people, even the friends that you already have. <laughs> like, why should we continue this friendship? <laughs> have we got stuff in common? It's, it's like a constant yeah, test with yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> always. Brilliant, brilliant. Oh dear. And I asked because obviously, you know, one of the main things you did when you came to the company was look at what we offer and say, hey, here's where I think the gap is. And the gap was literally the program, the pitch, uh, which takes a little bit of a different route where yeah. actually it is based around that more traditional style pitching. But you even had to pitch to get the pitch program yeah. put into it. Yeah, I had to pitch the idea initially, yeah. which had you guys confirm a time to, for me to even explain it to you. Oh, yeah. And then I had to explain it to you and then come up with a PowerPoint. And it was like a whole process of pitching the pitch. Yeah. Which I think kind of helped when I developed the workshop. <laughs> I was like, what did, what did you guys make me do? How did you find that process? Like, you're in a new company. I think you'd been here, well, maybe just over a month at that point. I think it was weeks. That sounds right. That sounds it right. Was... It sounds like you've thrown in the deep end very quickly. Yeah. So you've been here for a few weeks and now it's like, cool bring something new to the table, have a look at what we do, what do you think? And you then have to pitch yourself in this brand new... In fact, it was in the internship change, so it was before you even like secured the, the actual job. Yeah. What's going through your mind? How do you approach a challenge like that? I think it's intimidating at first, as it would be, because you're in a company with people who have already established themselves, you're used to right. a certain way of doing things, you've got things already in like the woodworks yeah. and things that you're used to so the first thing is okay how can I make this sound as good as that and how <laughs> how can I fit this in to an area that is needed because you guys had a pretty well established workshop like you yeah. had loads so with the pitch I had to really think about why it benefits the client and the kids as well as the company mm. and I think once you kind of 
get out of the intimidation stage and you're into the problem solving stage yeah that's when it just snowballs and then all of that anxiety that you're feeling you're like no because i've thought about this now and i know what i'm Mm. talking about and this is valuable so it's just getting through that first i'm intimidated yeah they're not gonna like it i'm just an intern (laughs) (laughs) stage is that like a was there a feeling of that initial fear of like who am i to do this or was it this role isn't the place where I should be doing this. Do you know what I mean? Where did that first bit of friction sort of come from in your mind? I think it first came when um, I spoke to Eliza about it first. Okay. And then when it came to kind of speaking to the whole team, I was like, yeah. right, so now I'm not just convincing one person, I'm convincing everyone. And you all have things that you value or things that you're going to pick up on. So I need to think about mm. the team. And that's where it was like, do I know this team enough to even have this idea? Like, I've just met these people. Who am I to tell them that they're missing something (laughs) in their well-established business? But I think the good thing about the team is that everyone's always open to new ideas. Everyone's very welcoming with ideas. If it works, it works. And if it doesn't, it's not just a no. That idea is not good. It's always, we've got this. Can you develop it in another way? And there's always that kind of guidance. I think that was the safety net for me to be like, just put your idea out there. Fair. So when you're looking at putting a pitch together, what's the journey? Do you go, right, here's my overview of the idea. How do I translate that to the audience? Or do you go, here's my audience. How do I communicate with them? And then work it backwards almost. What, which way do you do it? I think the best way is understanding your idea and really understanding it, not okay. just having this vague thing that you know you kind of want to do. Mm. De- establish what it is that you want to solve, first of all, and how whatever idea you've got solves it. And that way you know what you're talking about. Cause okay. if you don't know what you're talking about and you're sat in front of an audience, they're gonna ask questions, there's mm-hmm. gonna be gaps. And then if you can't answer them, you kind of look like you haven't <laughs> had that process and then no one's gonna believe what you're saying. So it's almost starting with, as in starting with the problem, like the yeah. problem you're going to solve, how you yeah. solve that, why this is the solution. Yeah, like really taking the time to have that understanding about the problem and the solution. And then all the practicalities kind of come afterwards because once okay. you know that, you know all the areas you need to cover. And Mm. then when you've got that, you can think about your audience, how to best relay that message to them. What questions would they ask you? Mm. Can you answer them? And then it all just makes sense in the end, really. It just comes together. Fair. Fair. Yeah, I I completely get where you're coming from. And it's funny, the idea of pitching to an audience. As you said, but I instantly saw myself like being younger and thinking like, how do I convince my parents that I want to go out without having done my chores yet. Right. Or like without having done all the chores or all that kind of thing. I'm being like, right, how do I, where do I land this pitch? Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, look, <laughs> I've got A, B and C to done. I've done A, but Anthony's just knocked on the door and you know, yeah. Bobby Norman are down there and Alex and Chris are there. So what I'm thinking is if I go now, I'll get back by six. And if I'm back by six, that gives me an hour. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And like, Yeah, you had that whole thought process before you've even approached your parents. Yeah. You're like, they're going to say this and I need an answer. Absolutely. And then mm. it, it goes out even wider into like the time at school where there's certain teachers that you will pitch for an extension very differently yep. to another teacher. There's certain teachers you want to move. Like you, you really do need to know what problems to solve. <laughs> how do I make this person care about it? Yeah. And how do I make it feel like they're not losing by saying yes, like they are gaining? Yeah. And I think it got to a point for me where I got decent at it and I could talk myself into like free ice buns at lunchtime. <laughs> Hustling. I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Hustling. But I've got a bit of thought. 
I've got the icebox. Can I get that? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I think you're right. It's in every single layer of, of life. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure the podcast listeners have probably heard before about like meeting with Eliza, but like that was a pitch because yeah, it wasn't just like one day. And she's like, oh, yeah, no, it was like, hey, if you can't see yourself, marry me, having kids, me, don't waste my time. But then from that point, it was like five odd dates before even like a first kiss. It was like, yeah here's your chance to pitch who are you what are you about what's your character and you're almost like selling yourself in that sense yeah. and even vice versa that whole period was like who are you what are you about cool like really gorgeous to look at but what's what's the other levels what's deeper what are the layers so i don't think you ever stop pitching and no. I, I mean the kids uh, hallie and alicia are they are, pitching. The, they are the best hustlers <laughs> <laughs> i think i've ever met <laughs> Especially when it comes to food. They will yeah. convince you. Of, I bought a Hallie McDonald's today. Just literally. I, I came in today and there's a, everyone's sitting in the kitchen. Like, a, a car pulled out and, and Eliza's like, oh, he's here. And still went, yep, and stood up. I was like, oh, you're going home. Are you? We haven't done the studio yet, but like, obviously something's got. He's like, no, 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 it's McDonald's. Yeah. I'm like, what? And then Hallie was like, she asked me earlier if I wanted McDonald's. And I was like, no, I'm good. She's yeah. like, what about an orange juice? I like, oh, I'd love an orange juice. But I thought she was going to, I don't know, go away and bring back her pretend no. she she got no, you to she, get her a mcdonald's she, yeah, she got the she got the mcdonald's she got it she worked for it so i can't complain hustlers hustlers but it's so true it starts from that age mm-hmm. right where you're pitching for food <laughs> you're pitching for <laughs> yeah. attention i guess yeah and it continues to go up pitching to be on a sports team pitching to be in well, the debate whatever it is uh, and it continues so i think when you get to an age where someone says, hey, you need to do a pitch, the panic I see always makes me laugh a little bit because I'm going, I know this seems like a really scary idea that you've now got to do a pitch in front of real life businesses, but you've been pitching forever. Mm -hmm. You've been doing pitches since you were three, four years old and now you just need to pitch your idea for a business to this person or your idea for a solution for their business to the person. Yeah, It's the same thing you've been doing it's just a slightly different environment. And if you can shift that perspective, you become a really good communicator. And it, yeah, it's in, engaging to watch rather than running from it and seeing, feeling like it's this whole big blown up thing that you're not prepared for. Because yeah. you'll, you'll probably be right if that's the way you're thinking. Yeah. I think it's, I mean? that, it's that intimidation, isn't it? Like the, the knowledge that, okay, I'm trying to convince you now and mm. I'm consciously trying to convince you now. And it's almost like, when you're trying to convince someone, you put them on a pedestal. So yeah. automatically you think they're above you. And that's when you start to feel that anxiety of, you don't care what I have to say because you're mm. above me and I'm below you. And it's, I'm trying to convince you. And it's, but you've been doing this your whole life. Yeah, it just becomes yeah. second nature because you're not consciously thinking about it. Like how many of you have asked your parents for an extra pound? For school lunches? <laughs> and they're like, for what? And then you're like, yeah. oh, for da, da, da. that's still pitching. Yeah, It's just not, You've not put that pressure on yourself, really. Mm. And that's what it is. It, and sometimes it even shifts into negotiation when I think about it as well. Like, mm-hmm. it's bedtime. Can I have 15 more minutes? And, you know, you always start higher than you actually want. Like, I, I know I need 10 more minutes to finish this game, but you know, can I get 50? Can I get 20 more minutes? Yeah. No, definitely not 20. Uh, 15? You can have 10. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. And you're like, yes. <laughs> that's a very good sales tactic. Very good sales tactic. For real. And it just, it just spreads back out into life. So... I think this is like a, a skill that everybody's got. It's just how do we now break that skill back down in the same way you did where you were like, 
actually I identified the audience, identified the problem, I got really clear on what the problem is and and that's what I think the the beauty of the pitch program is, where we're yeah. actually saying, Hey, you're gonna do a pitch to these real life businesses. Seems intimidating, but wait, you've done this before. And now here's the framework for making a good pitch work. Yeah. And sort of working backwards in that way. Yeah, because we take you the whole journey, like everything from having those conversations and having the mm. first networking experience with real businesses. Oh yeah. Yeah, all the way through your research. And then we do our own like specialist training with the kids yeah. where they can figure out how to have these communication techniques that you don't really think about before you reach adulthood. Yeah. All the way to actually pitching. So once you get to the point of pitching, you've done all your prep. Yeah. So that intimidation, that anxiety, it's not really there by the end of it because you're like, I am prepared. It's so true. I did a pitch for um, National Entrepreneur of the Year with Peter Jones. And I remember getting ready for that pitch. And at first you're like, oh my gosh, I've got to pitch my little business mm-hmm. idea, my little business that I've been running for a few years to Peter Jones and his CEO judges on his panel. And at first you're like... <sighs> I, I I don't know because he owns like what half a half a billion worth of bit or whatever his net worth mm. is right and and you're going why would he care and how do you make something that's such a small micro business sound impressive and you really had to like sit and go okay you're you're going to go pitch to a human being about a business idea you've got because you think it solves a problem let's start with a problem yeah let's tell the story of how you came to create see the problem and how you came to create a solution and then once you put it all together it's this 15 minute pitch where i think i did a spoken word piece in it because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he asked like do your opening it's like and it came out there's <laughs> questions where they're all firing questions at you and it's but you're like in your bag you're like yeah. do you know what it's cool because i'm prepared yeah i'm talking about something i actually care about and yeah i've identified the problem and i think the solution works so you go there with confidence and you and you do your thing and thankfully I got to win that competition but it came from that initial trust of like hey I've got this <laughs> let me formulate it and then just go and go and smash it yeah and I think that's the beauty of the pitch is that we've done this in a way that it's mutually beneficial for everybody so yeah. there isn't there's that pedestal's not really there because these businesses are coming in with specific problems that Mm. you need to fix. So straight away, they've handed you the power really because they've given you their problem and they know that they need you. And then when you're doing the pitch, it's not so much of convincing you that I'm worth it. It's I've got a solution to your problem that you said you had. Yeah. Take it or leave it. And it's, (laughs) it's literally just that. Yeah. So I think we've taken a lot of the pressure away from that first pitching experience, which I quite like. Yeah. Which then means when you get out into the real world later on, you're going to be way more prepared because you've done it, you've seen it. And I think that the really important bit of the program that I love is the fact that you based it around real businesses with real problems. So rather than like, hey, hypothetically speaking, here's an idea of a business. It's like, no, you're going to meet a real business. That real business has this real genuine problem and they're coming in to tell you their real genuine problem. And if you can pitch a good solution, they might use that solution to fix their genuine problem. And how much closer to work experience, that is work experience. (laughs) There's a business with a real problem, you've got a solution. And I think that's awesome opportunity. And the power of networking is so, it's it's insane. Just by Mm. meeting one person, your whole life can change. So Mm. if you are in the position where 
a business is so impressed with your thought process, even if they don't like your idea, yeah. it could just be that you made an impression, it's your thought process, it's your confidence. That can yeah. open up so many doors for oh, you. 100%. I, I got to do a keynote speech for Compare the Market when I was, oh man, I must have been like 19, 20. And it's like, how, what? Why would you get a 19, 20 year old to come in and do a keynote speech? And when I followed it back, it was because I went to this dance competition and this guy was there with his daughter and he said, she was a bit younger than me and you were just really polite and you gave her like the time and answer the questions and blah, blah, blah. It made her feel like comfortable in this big competition. Um, so we followed you on social media ever since. And the scene, oh, like, that's lovely. That's crazy, right? And like, we've seen the journey, we've seen like what you're doing and now I work at Compare the Market and they need a speaker. I want you to do it. And it's like, it was a real paid gig. It was like in front of the staff. It was this awesome event and it all came actually when we looked back from meeting someone and just being polite to the dad and being kind to the daughter and yeah. just make sure everyone was enjoying themselves. And that's it. So genuinely like what you're saying of when you meet these people it's not about did you win don't get me wrong i'm very competitive try and win i'm, I'm trying to smash everybody well otherwise yeah. what's the point yeah but actually how did you conduct yourself the entire time what was your thought process like you said how did you lead your team how did you deal with the failure when you didn't win yeah did you storm out of the room crying or did you ask questions after and go hey thanks so much for having me like, i'm glad i didn't win Can i just ask what what could I have done differently or what did you like and what didn't you like? And that is yeah. like, yo, salute. Like, do you know <laughs> what I mean? And that's how you get those relationships to last a bit longer and, and get something from it later. Yeah, I think there are a lot of insane opportunities that the pitch mm. can and will bring. And I'm very excited for it to launch, I think. Absolutely. I think we're there now. Absolutely. Stretch. Ready for September. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, for those of you listening, like the, the, the students and young people especially, like I need you to understand what we're saying here, which is that you've got it. Mm -hmm. It's there. You've been doing it forever. All we want you to do now is break it apart, see the specific elements and put it together to go and do the things you want to go and do. Go and use yeah. it in an interview. Go and use it to go and get more time to play out. Go and use it. Do people still play out? Yeah, there's loads of kids on my street that play out. Good, I'm glad, to, I'm glad. Because sometimes I'm like, oh man, no See one plays out anymore. Yeah. yeah, do you know what I mean? Like run outs and 40-40 in, and, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's also important to trust yourself and trust that you've thought about everything and that what you're saying means something to mm. you. Because if it means something to you, you can speak about it passionately and you can relay that message. And even if someone doesn't agree or they might not see what you see in it, as long as you know, yeah. I trusted this, I did my best. I said what I wanted to say. That's all we can really ask of you. Yeah, so. it's simple and you smashed it. Yeah. 100%. No, I love it. Um, if you're out there and you're an educator and would like your young people to go through the pitch program, aim.hire.com. Drop us an email. Just come out at aim.hire. We'll let you know about the program. Or storm at aim.hire. If you want to ask the, the creator directly, um, <laughs> we'll let you know what it's about and see if we can bring it to your school, which would be an absolute pleasure. I was trying to think of like the the most scary pitch I've had to do and it's hard to pick one. I think it's any time I've been in trouble and had to get out of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, when, really? it's when like, you know when you know your parents know that you did something and you're like, I can't, I can't lie because that'll make it worse. So let me try and explain myself. Ahead of them telling you they know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
You're like, I know you know, you know that I know you know. So now how do we get out of this situation? How do I pitch this in a way that makes everybody feel like yep. we can come out without me being punished? Yep. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Oh dear. Well, thank you very much for rocking with us today. Um, I hope it's helped, like seeing how actually this this these skills that you've been using are really practical in real life and even Storm's time in Wix has helped her thrive in this opportunity in this company. So keep going and even if you're right now in situations where you're like I don't particularly love what I'm doing now or I'm not seeing like the fruits of my labor that I think I should be know that if you keep consistent keep working on it those skills are transferable anyway and it could put you into a position that you want to be in in the future um so while you're there just do what you can do your best and I promise you later on it all comes back around yeah so let us know when you've had to pitch your way out of something. I want to <laughs> know the stories. I'm very interested. <laughs> Absolutely. Let us know <laughs> your pitch stories. Um, chuck them over at Instagram. You can do voice notes and you can uh, DM us directly. Either way, we want to hear. Yeah. But thank you very much for your time. It's been absolutely beautiful. It's Kamal from Aim Higher signing out. Peace. I can't, I can never follow that. You need to let me leave should first. I, should, so you say bye first. And yeah. Then, wait, wait, let's cut the music. Wait, wait, we're going to, we're going to redo that one because okay. Kamal's got a very like distinctive sign out. <laughs> and I feel like once he's done it, you just can't. It's finished. You can't, yeah. Fair. So we'll, we'll go back. What was that? <laughs> that was not what I was going for. I was going for like the magic. That's it. There we go. There we <laughs> the go. The magic. We're back. Okay. So thank you so much everyone for listening. Oh no, I did it yeah, again. You, yeah. Oh my gosh, you're right. How do I hand out? Maybe I just don't say. Yeah, just just don't don't say anything. Yeah, okay. Really. I'll try that. All right, all right, all right. There we go. It's been a pleasure as always, and we will see you next time on the Aim a Little Higher podcast. I've been Kamal. I've been Storm. See you next time. Peace. Yeah, yeah, that worked. That worked. <laughs> that I, think that, I think that works. I think that works. <laughs>